We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 213, and today we're talking about the lightest Darkness. I and sh- I am Sean Allred, and before I do my are normal, sure? are you sure tonight? I don't know. I'm sure of nothing. Before I do my normal, um, do not KJB agent. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so before we do a normal kind of intro, I, I, I have to say this. Okay, so the lightest darkness. So this is um, uh, a very special episode. Um, in that yes. a, a list, I guess she's a listener. I don't really know. Um, uh, so as far, as far as we know, she probably looked up movie podcasts and, and yeah, she probably just, ours? yeah, she probably just, you're right. That's probably way more, um, uh, correct. She probably just Googled us and, yeah. and Googled any podcast and just spammed out her movie so that we would watch it and review it. And then hopefully that other people who are who listened to the show would then in turn watch her movie. Um, Although she would have to give them the password too. So, and I emailed her, I I did email her and asked her to, um, if it would be okay for me to share the password and I have not gotten response back. Um, so this is what I'm willing to do. I'm going on a limb and saying that if, if you listen to this, this episode, and before yes. you actually listen to the show, you want to watch this movie, email the show or message me on Twitter, and I will send you the the account and password. But I don't unless wanna, we hear otherwise. But unless she sends something back. But otherwise I don't want to just yeah. throw it out on, on, on Facebook or Twitter. Um Yeah. But this movie is 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 um I know I'm doing a little bit of, again. I'm, I'm out of order here, but this this woman Diana Gali Mazonva Mazonva, I don't know Nova, I don't know. She uh, say, say it with accent. You sound much better. Uh, no, I can't. That, uh, are you the Swedish guy from? from- <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad feeling we're gonna have some really bad accents in this show. I I'm not gonna try to do a Russian accent. I don't really. I don't. You know, like even. Like, you know, like I have to have like a phrase or something that I typically use for the accent. I don't really know of one. Um, yes. You know, like... like Russian is a, easy, easy. Oh, geez, there you are. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <laughs> you must think of Kodiak Bear and Vodka. There you go. Kodiak yeah. Uh, the, yes. the only no. one that I really ja, know ja, is from ja. uh, another podcast I listen to where they say, too much hassle. He says that a lot. Too much hassle. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Too much. Too much. Yes. So anyway, so I'm going to do the intro now. <laughs> so I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew 
Fruitier is a terrible killer nicknamed Jimison. Privet. I don't know. What? Do I need to bleep that? No. That's Russian for hello. Oh, okay. Cool. Privet. No, that was French. Sorry, it came out with a in it. Sorry. Are you sure it's not Jewish? French ruined everything. Oh, okay. Uh, and That's Sam, a in there too, sorry. And Sam, <laughs> is Russia still using steam engines, Vector? Uh, apparently, <laughs> I I, th- I think that's uh, that's where we are uh, over there. Um, right. I'm surprised there wasn't Dav- David Hasselhoff on uh, the soundtrack or something. Oh my gosh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yep, steam engines. And I was totally going to look up something uh, to say in Russian about killing you. Um, but I lost track of time well, and, and really kind of, you could have just, just read the movie script because like a lot of them, like two thirds of the movie is about murder <laughs> and casual talk, right? No. It's just casual. Like it's how a, would, in Russia murder happens, right? Like, <laughs> I want you to do the accent the whole night, Sam. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, summer blowout. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, big summer blowout. <laughs> That's Sam. Uh, is that Cha? You got my my family. You're here too. To, you're family. Here to for the Swedish guy? No, yeah, it's, it's Russian. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm I'm pulling up the movie now. The light is darkness. Here we go. Apparently, this is wait what. There's another movie called the exact same thing. Called the exact it came out this year. Uh oh. Who came who came to who to theater first? Right. It's a little better. It's kind of German. Okay, thank you. Oh no, it's the Get same movie. I'm, I'm moving across the continent. Okay. No, it's the same movie. It's just a better IMDB oh. page for it. Like it actually has some oh, credits. Really? Yeah. Uh it's the same movie. So the official what the official it's the uh, so i click on this one and it says the official music video for the track from the official soundtrack for the russian film noir the lightest darkness so there's an imdb page for the music video there's a music video yeah apparently there is um good for them i there's the uh, the official music video it's two minutes and 34 seconds and it's all about fruit Oh, and I have no way of, of letting you hear it. Oh. oh, this is this is trippy. This is really trippy. Okay, I've got to get away from that. Um, so anyway. <laughs> this is a great podcast. Well, I know, but like... All right, so anyway, so this is the movie. So The Light is Darkness... Uh, uh, okay, I'm so confused. Again, IMDb, like, she she clearly... <laughs> okay, so she's got two pages for this this movie. The Light is Darkness, colon, Dark Light. What? Um, and then she's got the one for the video, the music video. So I'm a little confused. Um, but honestly, no one has left a user review yet. We could be the first. Interesting. We, I, I might actually do that, right? We should actually kind of do a synopsis and then post it on IMDb because you can do that. And uh, I might do that. So 
so Diana G uh, is in this movie um, as well. The pictures of her on IMDb are not from this movie, so I'm confused. I'm really confused. <laughs> We've done our homework, folks. Well, I mean, I just this this person sends me an, an email and says, "Do my film," and we decide to do it. So yep. I'm trying to figure out who she is in relationship, to, like if she's in the movie because she obviously she directed it and she wrote it, and I can't tell if she's if she's in the movie or not. Um, and from what I'm from what I'm gathering, she's actually not in the movie because if I don't. I, uh, I don't recognize her. If you look her. at some of her other um, work, oh, uh, she looks like she the photographer. Yeah. Oh, she's the photographer. Yeah. Okay. So she. Okay. So she's the photographer in the movie. That's her. Okay. So she is in the movie, but she's not a predominant role, which is cool. I kind of. I'm good with that. So. The movie is, uh, there is no IMDb read, right? It's not like I can go to IMDb and say, yeah. No, but, there actually is. Um, but it, I, it took me a minute to find it. Hang on. <laughs> I had it pulled up yesterday. I was saying, are you about to make something up? Because I feel like you're about to make no, something up. No, 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 no. I had it pulled up yesterday. I just have to find it now. Um, sorry. No, you're Again, great. Okay. Ah, uh, whatever. Or <laughs> <laughs> the four of you. At, at this point, we're just getting, we're trying to get people to complain just so we get an email. Well, yeah. Well, again, <laughs> I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a film noir that's on the festival circuit right now. Um, yep. It's all, it's a black and white film, and it's all in Russian with English subtitles. Um, and. What I can basically gather from the plot of the movie, and I, I think the majority of the discussion is going to be what was the plot of the movie, is, yeah. is there's a murderer on the loose. A, fruit, and a guy who sells fruit. A person that calls the, there goes by the fruitier, fruitier, because they kill people with pills inside strawberries, which... If after the second person, I just wouldn't need a strawberry. Um, but anyway, that's probably a smart thing to do, right? Like if I unless I bought them at myself at the store, you know. But um, so that's kind of like all we know. And the movie kind of makes you think that it's person A until like the last minute and a half, and then you find out that it's not. But there actually is another murder in the movie that actually is person A. So. Yeah, we'll talk about it. So, Andrew, did you find what you were looking for? Yep. Uh, sort of. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know what I did wrong. Okay. Sorry. No, you're, you're fine. We'll fix it in post. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can fix it with the Photoshop, right? Oh yes, I know the Photoshop. <laughs> I love hearing Some words. Of that, I, 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 I love. Just wonder how much of that was uh, just they don't the, the English translation wasn't good. Well, I'm, I mean, I yeah, I, I always yeah. love I love 
Oh, yeah, you ready? Go ahead. When a neurotic private eye... Okay, hang in there, Andrew. Oh, hold on. What? Woo! I like... <laughs> Am I hot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the majority of the time you're back here, and then when you're ready to do the read, you go, when I film yes. noir, I mean, you're like, hey, there's got to be a happy medium. Sorry. <laughs> Let me back away. <laughs> How many episodes have you been with us? <laughs> 113? I've had a little drink. I'm sorry. Um. Right there is perfect. You sound great. You're professional. Okay, cool. You can do this. <laughs> when a neurotic private eye who struggles <laughs> to finish the case takes a train voyage, his own dark secrets begin to reveal themselves. Where'd you find that? On her IMDb page. On her, nice. On hers? No, no, no. It's on the on the video link that she sent us. If you click on the oh. description in video. It actually gives you the IMDb page. Oh, I should have done that. I didn't think to do that. That's clever. Uh, IMDb. Oh, there's the there's the Russian version of IMDb. Cha. Yeah, Kino Posky Oh, it's all in Russian. Oh, the po the oh the the poster is really cool though. Oh, can I can translate the page. Oh, yay, Google. Trans this page could not be translated. Well, shit. <laughs> oh, there it goes. It did it. Screw yeah. you, Google. No. Uh, yeah, I looked at this the other day and yesterday. That's where you found that. There right. actually is a user review, but it's not an IMDb user review. Yeah. Uh, it's on the it's on the reviewer's personal websites. Right. All right. Well, but there's been like six people that have seen this that are movie reviewers. Right. Probably are other, we other reviewers. Well, we are officially now. Okay. All right. That's cool. So the their IMDb version of it, the poster is actually really cool. Um, Isn't it though? Yeah, Sam, I'm gonna send it to you real quick. Yeah, so please. You, so you can send it. So you. Um, yeah, it's actually a, a pretty neat poster. I kind of wish it was the poster that we saw. <laughs> um. Which is weird though, because the poster's in color. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the movie. Okay, so th I was talking kind of pre-show with um, Sam and actually my wife. And um, there you go, Sam. I just posted it into the Facebook. Okay, okay. I'm hearing weird noises. And um, has somebody got their phone next to the microphone? No. Okay, I'm hearing. Interference noises. Sorry. No? Um, oh, I know. It's, it's it's my my cord is laying on a power supply. That's why. Um, I, when we did remember remember back 150 episodes, 200 actually closer to 200 episodes ago. Jeez. Um, when we did 13 assassins. Or assassins. Something? Yes. Yeah. We um. We criticized the acting a lot in the show in the movie. And yeah. then we did some research while doing the podcast and learned that that movie was up for several Japanese Oscars, basically. And two of the actors were nominated for acting. And then we kind of realized, oh, it, maybe it's bad to us because we're used to kind of American acting or Western-style acting because even British acting is fairly similar. 
to yeah. to to what we're used to. Little, they're a little more stage play-ish than we are, but so I've decided that I am not going to judge this movie on acting. I'm going oh, really? to assume you that, don't have to. I'm going to. Well, that's I'm, fine. I am as um, well, and that's fine. And frankly, it was hard for me to watch the performances of the actors because I was too busy reading so much. Yeah. Um. But uh, I personally am not going to rip on really anyone because they were all the same to me. They all were very stone faced, very stoic, very little emotion anyway, whether it was up or down, right? Like the dude on the train cried like twice, but you don't, he, he kind of cries off camera. Yeah. Um, so that stuff, I, I'm going to well, just kind of say whatever. Yeah. It kind of makes sense though. If you are familiar with the Russian society, um, I have a friend who, or well, a former uh, Ooh, exchange oh. that uh, was from Russia. And she said that, you know, everybody assumes that they're rude or angry, but it's just their nature. They don't smile a lot. And if you smile in Russia, you're really showing a great emotion, like something has really moved you if you're smiling. Right. Huh. Interesting. So, so I, I'm I, I so that's that. And another thing I want to get out out front way early before we do kind of the normal processes of the of the podcast is that the movie looks fairly professional. Oh yeah. There was very few times where I was like, oh yeah, this is super low budget. Very few times. Um, the scenes were were well against black and white. You, there's a lot of sins you can hide in black and white. Um, as far as lighting and, and, and things like that, you, there's, there's a multitude of sins you can hide, but for the most part, the shots were, were well done. There was only a couple of moments where I thought it was any kind of bad camera work. Um, you know, they were kind of breaking the rules of, of your typical film, you know, the film of thirds, rule of thirds. And, and really, yeah, in terms of, of camera angles, there were, there were a few times where I did notice um, it was more editing than it was photography. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's some awkward cuts. There's some... The other awkward stuff I attribute to... Um, and low budget in the fact that every lo I would every location that they filmed in is on location. They don't own the space. Yeah. Right. So like, so they can't manipulate it the way they need to. Right. So exactly. So like, there's a couple of scenes where the camera looks super close, and it's like, well, probably because the act the, the camera guy's against the wall. Like, there's nowhere mm -hmm. for them to go. Um, the one time that I chuckled at what was happening, it was when. I don't, and again, I don't know anyone's name because they didn't say them very often. So, dude with the cane, the PI. Yeah. Um, he's talking to his uncle and he's using, and I'm going to make another assumption. I think uncle. they had one iPad, I, um, uh, MacBook, <laughs> just one for the production, and they all use the same one. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you have to think it probably was the budget on this was minimal. It was according to the Russian IMDb page. It was uh, I read it somewhere. It was thirty thousand ruples. So whatever that is to America, I have no idea. Like but, twenty bucks. Um, 
It was su- obviously a super low budget. So the fact that they had to you know, keep borrowing the same laptop, I don't care. But what's funny is that the way he was sitting, he had to make sure that he angled the, cam- the, the, the computer monitor away from the camera just enough so that we couldn't see that he wasn't actually Skyping Uncle, right. Uncle yep. Old Man. So, anyway. Um, so that stuff I forgive. And even, and Andrew mentioned um, some of the bad sound work. Um, there was only a couple of moments where I was like, oh, yeah. They're, they're filming outside, but the voices are clearly in, indoors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's a young filmmaker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Very limited budget. Yep. Um, which means very limited access to uh, people um, in terms of actors and actresses. Right. And, um, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. There, there's a few things that, they, that I am not going to pick on this movie about. Sure. Because of that. Yeah, and we've ripped other movies before for that stuff, but those were like 40 or 50 million plus budgets. Yeah. And we yeah. ripped them because they deserve it. Um, <laughs> and I don't think this movie does deserve that. No. Um, I think the part that we're, we're going to mostly <laughs> complain about the movie is the confusing-ass story. Yeah. And and it it, it is a story that is... a. Gr- it's different, right? They're, they're trying something different. Is it confusing to us, though, because of tra- the translations? And, and because I kept wondering as I was reading it, is that really what they mean? Because their actions are portraying something a little different than, or, well, or maybe not that, but like they're, the, the way that we would say a certain phrase in English is not the way that it was printed on the screen. Well, here's my argument to that, very specifically to that. Who did the translations? Yeah. Right? This is not big budget where Google, Google is translating it for them, right? Whoever did the translation was Russian. Yeah. And imposed it on the movie for American viewers. It was specifically done for that reason. So I th- I'm going on an assumption that the that the translation is fairly close. Um, though I did learn a new word. Um, Yet? No, banal, ban, ban, banal. 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 They used that word like four times. I had to Google it. I didn't know what the word was. Oh, that's so banal. Adjective, so lacking in originality as to be obnoxious and boring. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I had to Google there's, it. <laughs> there's words, and the way that it was translated, we would never say that word, and right. it's not a word that's that's maybe in European English. It's a word that's used often, but not in American. Yeah. English. Right. Yeah. But I, one of the questions I asked myself as I'm taking notes is, did the movie become self-aware? Was the movie self-aware? Um, to the point that, you know, Sam, you made the, you were, your point was, is this, this movie is trying to do an old concept, right? Murder. It's, it's an, it's as old as story as you can get, maybe next to love, right? Uh, Murder mystery. And they tried to tell it in a different way. And even in the movie, 
when this video game script lady chick was like, oh, it's a video game script thing. Um, you know, oh, the the murder on the it's like murder on the Orient Express. It's all been done before. She's like, well, yeah, but I'm trying to make it different. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking, wait, did, did this movie just tell us that it's telling the, the a story we have all heard? We're just trying to tell it in a different way. Well, here's here's my thing. Uh, Christopher Nolan did Memento. Yeah. Did either of you seen, seen Memento? I haven't, yeah. and I want to. I just haven't. But, um, but I want to. I haven't either, and I was hoping one of you dies dead. Oh, damn. <laughs> but, um, but I could only assume that it's, it's fairly well done in terms of the backwards story. Right. Yeah. You know, what this film was doing was taking the, the story of this guy and telling it backwards. Um, does it work? I, I don't know. Um, because I, I had a hard time following it to begin with. In fact, I, did we even, <laughs> it's going to sound horrible. Do we even need the background story to tell what's going on on the train? Well, okay. Other than to, to, um, possibly, uh, I don't know, possibly, the, the, there, there's things that they I, missed. I just, yeah. There's okay. All right, that, yeah. Let's, let's, so there's things that the movie missed, in my opinion, and there's things that they they didn't need, right? So again, your point is that the story is basically being told backwards. There's there's a murder on a train, and there's a person called the Fruitier, and then there's this guy who's a private eye. He's he's his 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 beloved wife is missing. Yeah. Right, and so we meet him at the beginning of the movie where he's like he's hiring this private eye. So, I really wish they would have found a different actor, by the way, for to be the husband. The husband. He, he did was, not move a muscle. He delivered he was horrible. It was like his brain, his head was on a vice, and he was not allowed yeah. to move. Um, yeah, he, um, my wife so, is gone. I, I'm totally destroyed. I love her. I love her. I love her. So then, so like even the dialogue between them was really strange because. He's like, I buy your flowers every day. He goes, oh, you must have a rich uncle. He's like, no, I just love her. And I was like, why would you even ask that question? That seems so strange. And then you find out that he has a rich uncle. But yeah. So that, that leads me to the side quest of this movie that didn't make any sense was the uncle. So he, he has a douchebag cousin who doesn't believe that he can be engaged and then he meets someone who is a, in his words, a perfect seven. Apparently in <laughs> Russia, they... Seven must be the ten. Seven is a ten? Like, that was strange. <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I was like, wow, that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Right? <laughs> Someone's a perfect seven. Um, and... Yes, uh, yes, sweetheart, you are a perfect seven. So then, so then you... So, like they, so you find out they have an uncle, a rich uncle who is dying and the, the, the cousin's like, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to let him die. And then we're going to take the mansion ourselves. And then we're going to sell it and split the money. And then he's like, okay, that sounds fine. And then the next scene, I guess is earlier in life when the uncle's like, Hey, I want you to sell my house so I can take that money and live. And so did, was there resolution to that? Like, I, I don't ever remember, because, again, I'm having to remember backwards. Like, right. did, did the uncle die and he gained all this money? Is that why? Because that was, I think that was a joke as to why the therapist, the awful human that she was, 
Oh, she was horrible. Is that why she what? married him? Because Rich Uncle died and he got the money? Is that what we're, what we're looking at? What was it? The, the photographer that basically called her out on it? Yeah. Who, who's the uh, the director? <laughs> yeah, she's the director of the movie, yeah. Right? Like, isn't that what? what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. I liked her character and the. Um, who, who, the photographer or the therapist? No, the, the, the therapist. Yeah. I liked her character, but I I wasn't crazy about the actress because she kind of creeped me out. And maybe that was the, the purpose of this. In, no, in I, I'm right there with our style. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. She freaked me out. Um, because at first, really blinked. Yeah, I at first I was like, yeah. man, she is she is a perfect seven. You know this this one's really awesome. But then, then she then started talking. <laughs> yeah, then, then she started talking, and you're like, oh, oh, wait, no. I I feel like that she was the real bad guy of the movie. She was yes. the antagonist, even though she never murdered anybody that we know of. Well, like. So, so her husband does eventually kill her with the cane knife that he has. He does stab her and kill her. Who yeah. was she with? She was with a dude. Yeah, that's right. Who was she with? Like I didn't recognize him. Or are we supposed to? Like I, I don't like that. Part I thought was... that was the guy that lost his wife. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, it so, was. So he was there. Looking for consolidation or something, or maybe just in a therapy session. Well, but because we did Cause he learn, was a client of hers, right? Yeah, she was. He was a client, and we learned earlier that when she was talking to the one who would eventually go to drown herself in a bathtub, that she um she said that I'll never let him go. He's mine. He belongs to me. So maybe, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe he kind of gleaned that from their conversation again. Okay, so I must I must confess something to you, Andrew. I mentioned it to Sam earlier, and I'm confessing <laughs> to the audience now. I this is episode 213, and this has never happened to me. But I 100% fell asleep watching this movie. <laughs> I did. I fell asleep. Um, I, I have then, also never fallen asleep in anything while I was. <laughs> go back three episodes yeah participating in any way shape or form and uh so the in fairness there might have been a couple of bits of dialogue i missed while i was doing sleepy eyes before i actually dozed off yeah and, i mean it is hard to fall asleep in a movie with subtitles right so uh so anyway so he, he so so the one thing that i kept thinking and then the movie proved me wrong is I thought from the very beginning that uh, the private eye was the killer. And not because he's awkward and he yeah. has these weird issues yeah. with holes, but because every woman in his life was awful. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. the movie starts off with him in the train, and this woman just walks in and says, open the curtains. Not a please, not a hey, uh, or do it yourself, just open the curtains. So he opens the curtains. And then this next woman comes and close the curtains. So he closes the curtain. So then these two women who are... Who are really... Uh, really weird in their own way are flat out just kind of mean to him. And then he has his yeah. wife, who would have, he would eventually stab to death, is also mean to him. And I thought, I get why he's probably killing because like every woman in his life is probably awful to him. 
And yeah. and you know what I'm saying? Like more so than like it like like none of it felt real. Like I yeah. felt like we were trapped in his kind of this is the Yeah, like his subconscious. Like he was this was his way of trying to cope with murdering these people. Like to the point that the second train conductor who's a hot blonde, um mm-hmm. yes. is like we have souvenirs. You can get a replica body of the person that was killed. You can even sleep on the sh- like. <laughs> what kind of weird place is this? <laughs> I... This is uh, the sequel to Snowpiercer, right? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's why I was I kept thinking like this. This can't be reality. The train ride is not real. Everything else is real, but the train ride isn't. Well, and and here is my thing. You know, we are introduced even before seeing this movie that this is a film noir. Film noir. Mm-hmm. So in film noir, you know, there's always this weird downer of an ending, right? Yeah, usually, yeah. So I kept looking for that. So I thought this was going to be a slow descent into madness, in in a way. And I thought for a while, I, I thought maybe this train ride wasn't real. But, but it, yeah, it obviously was. Yeah, it was real, I guess. Um, and you know what else kind of made me think that it wasn't real? Was the blonde with the Mary Poppins purse. <laughs> she pulls out a humidifier, a full <laughs> grapefruit, a bottle of grapefruit juice, and strawberries. <laughs> well, no, those she bought at the platform. But... Like, she kept pulling these things out of her purse. Like, you, I saw her pull out at least the grapefruit and the bottle of grapefruit juice out of her. Yeah. It was so weird. And her, her, her line at the end of the movie didn't make any sense either. Like. What was it? If my, I actually want to look it up. It didn't make, like, it was the dumbest line. Um, like. I'll never forget what my my professor said. Don't. Oh, here it is. You know what my late teacher, Master Alfred Bukowski, used to say? Alfred. Oh, here we go. Oh. Remember, baby girl, even if it would be the only thing that you ever remember. I'm doing this live. You should never <laughs> mix a triple dose of Valium with the grapefruit juice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what? Which, which that made me think that she was the killer. I mean, like... Well, didn't she end up being the killer? She is the killer. But no, but like, that that right there is the is what gave it away to me. Right, mm. but like, yeah. what a dumb line. Like, is your, is your professor, like... Is he like? Was he the mentor to taught you to teach you how to kill people with Valium? Like, would Valium kill you, or does it just make you sleepy? Like, I don't yes. know. Yes, what? I don't know. I'm just saying yes. Oh, okay. Apparently, if you mix it with grapefruit juice. Yeah, if you mix it with grapefruit juice, apparently it's a pretty gnarly gnar- cocktail. <laughs> and then she says, yeah, "There's grapefruit." And how easy it is to hide a Rohypno pill in a cute little strawberry. Like, did he say all of those things to her? These are the things you must remember? It just seems weird. Well, I mean... When seems you like to, weird advice. When you get your degree at Murder University, 
Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> kinda, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, <laughs> Sam, I don't know what's going on with your microphone, but every time you breathe, it sounds like, like you know those bendy straws, like those real thick <laughs> bendy straws you would get when you're like eight. Oh, jeez. There, better. Uh, actually, yes. Yeah, that is yeah. better. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't, maybe your head tits rubbing against the chair you're leaning against yeah, or something. Yeah, I've got a, something back there too. Okay, there we go. That's fine. It was just funny. I was like, <laughs> or like every time someone walks up to a podium to talk and they take the boom, the the, the podium <laughs> mic and like wiggle it around a bunch to fit. Yeah, um, and it makes that weird sound, the creak. Yeah, you know where it screeches every time. You know the, the sound. I hate that trope in movies. Every time you touch a microphone, there's feedback. Because that happens every time I use a microphone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Every time. Um. <laughs> again, the dialogue in this movie though was just I, again uh, the parts that made me think that there was that it wasn't real was like the such casual talking of death. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just. Everyone was just super casual with it. It was very strange. And like, I don't know, just like video game reporter girl, or not reporter girl, but video game script girl. That was, I, why? It, here's my thing. The tone of the movie got weird. You know, it felt like it should be like a 1920s or 30s right. noir. But yet. Then there's the a laptop. Video games. There's laptops. There's there's modern cars out there, and that kept taking me out of it. If, right. If anything else, that was just they. That, I really well, didn't like and that. I just kept asking, "Is this? I mean, in a film noir, you can pretty much make it a little. I don't, I don't want to use the word supernatural, but you can go outside the box if you want. Right. And I just attributed it to that. I think that she wanted the look of the 1940s, but you're filming with a low budget in the real world. So you've got to just use. Right. The, the world is, is what it is. But like, right. cause, cause I wrote, that was my third note was the black and white and the steam locomotive made me think twenties or thirties, but then yeah. a laptop, like yeah. the laptop can be easily written out. Right. She, Weird noise again. What is happening? She can't. Uh, like she could have been. A, she could have been instead of a video game. Um, you know. Okay. She's so a, the she's one a reporter. Th- she's she's a yeah, reporter. It, she's a novelist. She's a whatever. Right. She's yeah. she's um she's wanting to she's write a, a novel. KGB agent. Well, the KGB Wait. would have been later than the thirties, um, oh. but because the Soviet Union hadn't. Well, they they were a thing, but anyway, that's the point. The point is, is that. I'm with you, Andrew. It was like, I, I, like, there's ways to get around it. Now, obviously, you can't have a video chat with grandma or her mother <laughs> about her wasting yeah. her PhD, which was pointless. And you're not going to make phone calls, even if you were to take the technology out. You're not going to make phone calls from a train in the 1920s and 30s either. Right, but you could have, you could have, you could still have faked those, right? Because the yeah. train kept stopping. They made references multiple times that the train kept stopping. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So even in scenes where he needs to talk to Rich Uncle, that could have been over a phone, an old-timey phone. You could have gone to a pawn shop 
and found like an old time or not a pawn shop, but a um an antique store in town. Yeah. And yeah. You just yep. you just hang it on a wall that you have access to, right, in one of your locations. And then then you can just fake these these conversations. If if this movie is set in the thirties, this I think this movie plays better. Yep. You know, in, in and you, you could, and I think you could do that. I know we talk about um, low budget and, and everything like that, but all you got to do is just avoid the shots with cars, modern traps. Yeah, that's all you got to do, right? Because even that train, that train technology has been around since the 30s. Yeah, yeah. so the tra- you know, yeah, yeah. So again, you don't need a cell phone. I mean, the only time a cell phone was even used was one time where she said something about, oh, you're not supposed to have phones during our our sessions. And he's like, oh, sorry. Like, other than that, there's no other... And and because and, then I guess maybe the, uh, the argument is, well, then what kind of drug do you use? Well, you Google five minutes, what kind of opiums. They had opium all, the, all over the place back then. Like, there's other kinds yeah. of drugs you could have used for the exact same purpose. Yeah. I mean, even having a knife in a cane is super old school. Yeah. I just... I just thought that it was a it was a choice that she made, and, and I don't know that it was made because she didn't have a way around it, or if she really just wanted everything to seem old, except for we're living in a world where technology existed did, way before its time. Did you, you guys know? get Did you guys get sucked out for a second when the photographer came up? She was far away, right? She was a long ways away. The photographer. Yeah. And then she, the woman says, "Let me see your film." And my, let me see the shots. And my first thought was, "That's a film camera she has." Yeah, that's not a <laughs> digital camera. And then my second thought was, "She's not using a long lens. That's a short throw lens. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be more than fifteen feet away with that lens." And right. she was clearly coming from some great distance. From <laughs> the, and so I thought, this seems kind of strange. And again, maybe she didn't have access to a digital camera. But right. but usually film guy, whoever her photographer is, or videographer is, he probably should have had a film, a, a digital camera, like in his pickup truck or something. You know, like, sure. Yeah. Like video yeah. guys all have that stuff. Like sound guys, like me, we all have we have sound crap everywhere. You know, like I got an extra two microphones in a in a box over here that I don't use because this is my favorite mic microphone for the for the podcast. So anyway, it just seemed strange. Uh, little things like that, but Did, something else that kind of got me, and it was early in the movie when he's the private investigator is on the train, and I've tried to put myself in his shoes, and I know that it was just to tell the story, but he openly starts talking about a case that he's working on to strangers, right? Like, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a private investigator, the last thing you're gonna do if you're any good. Is talk to it about in, in, to anybody. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, and the other weird part was like, did he finish telling the story? Not like, really. Did, did he no. just because then it was just like he, we we flash back with him and then we stop. Flash, did, you know, and he, then and then we only had twice where it was a voiceover noir style. Did you notice in that first voiceover where he's speaking? I wrote it down. His line says something like, uh, uh, "It's it was snowing and dark, dark and cold." Yeah. And 
there was no snow in the shot and yeah. it was middle of the day. Like right. it was, yeah. <laughs> I thought, okay, well, I guess it could be cold. One out of three, I guess you got right. Well, they were all bundled up, but there was yeah. not one bit of snow to be seen anywhere except no. in the train shots. And I thought, this is Russia, right? Like, was that not an option? I mean, I know they have summers. I know that. But I still seem weird. Like, don't set it during the winter. You know? I mean, it just, I thought that was weird. Um, I'm still laughing at that whole perfect seven bit. <laughs> it's just too weird. <laughs> um, uh, what was another note? Clearly inside a bedroom. Oh, yeah. I, I Well, some of the audio, and I'll, I'll I'll play it here. Can you guys hear when I play audio? Yeah. Um, yeah. On that last bit that I did? Right here. No. Can you hear that? We can pretend, though. Oh, you can't hear it. All right. I, could, I didn't know if you... Oh, wait. I have a way to make that happen. Give me... How about now? You hear that? No. Oh, this is great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, while, while you're fiddling with that, going back to the, the acting, I felt like there was one person in this movie that truly was a very good actor. And that was when he goes to the coffee shop to meet his friend. Right. And he introduces his new wife to his friend. The friend was an awesome actor. I thought he did. He was the best one. And he was only on screen for like, well, yeah, he he played uh, douchebag friend really well, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was the one that said "Perfect Seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, Perfect Seven. I yeah. felt like his role in the movie that was to me the best part of the movie. Okay, here we go. How about now? Oop. There you go. Yeah. So listen to this. No, 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 like the scene is they're outside that's clearly indoors yeah yeah right but the conversation they're having is is after the photographer has come up and basically is like hey how are you um like why are you marrying this guy oh here's who's here, here. Oh, photoshop Я не знаю, ее очень рекомендовали, и не было времени искать другого. Alright, so basically, okay, so now I'm going back and watching it, and this might be a movie that we have to go back and rewatch for things to make sense, which I don't really want to do. <laughs> is that I now realize that the dude on the bridge is the douchebag friend who says perfect seven. Yeah. That's the same guy. Oh. Because he has this line, he says, I'm still shocked at how quickly you guys got married. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to kill the volume on this because it's going to be weird for the show. Um, if it'll let me. Oh, shoot. I didn't mean to do that. But it, as far as his acting, he was not awkward. He seemed like a real human. Yeah. In his shots. Although I do have to say, um, private eye detective guy, I think he did an okay job. Private eye detective yeah, he was, guy. He wasn't bad, no. Yeah. No. I, I, I liked his, I don't know, portrayal of whatever he was doing. Um, it was the, and it might be just a cultural thing again, that the, the women seemed very cold and 
um, I don't know, Russian, I guess. I just, they just seemed very scary to me. There's another thing that I was, I was scared. Sorry. I'm, I'm laughing now. Okay, I, I gave them props earlier, but now I'm, 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 I'm going to have to slam them here. So the, they're on the bridge, right? I'm watching this scene again on the bridge. Um, and the photographer, the, the eye lines don't match. And this happened a couple of times in the movie where the, the sight lines don't match. Right. Where like the photographer is down in the relationship to the uh, therapist lady is down to her left. So she yeah. should be looking across the lens of the of the film camera to her to her right, our left. Uh, she's down to her right, sorry. Um, but in the shot, she's looking across the lens to our right. So she's either she's just being a complete asshole, which is her character, and not even looking at the woman she's talking to, or she's looking at the wrong sight line. Um, yeah. <laughs> but his friend is saying basically, I can't believe you guys got married, and he says. Um, it has to be before the money. And then the private eye says, is that what you think about me? It's like those old movies, you know, the black and white ones, where the, <laughs> the femme fatale marries an old, ugly fool, only to kill him and seize his castle. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I'm not old. No, but it's not the 40s anymore. So you yeah, have you see. already decided how to get rid of him? And then she smiles, you know, like poison him or dropping him off a bridge. Oh, it's such a delightful psycho psychological projection. Do you secretly want me to murder someone? Oh, to murder your wife. And he says, I'm blessed not to have one. But you still need to kill him eventually. I know, I know. You can always poison his drink, which is kind of how he dies, right? Those are way too banal and old-fashioned. It's way more convenient to declare a person insane so that he can be sent to an asylum for his own safety. Which, as a therapist, I guess she could do and probably has done before, right? Like... She probably, probably is. Not. She probably is like a Black Widow kind of a character, don't we think? I think that's what I got from her. Yeah. I didn't catch that kind of foreshadowing there about you can always poison his drink, and that's right. Pretty much what happened to him, right? Yeah, but not yeah. by her, obviously. Well, right, 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 right. But he wasn't on the train be- to catch the fruit person, right? He was there to get away because he just killed the, his new wife. Yeah, because he even yeah. says this is my last it's my last time. Actually, I thought he was going to vi- he was visiting his uncle and now that his uncle had died, he no longer needed to. He was going to settle things with the estate. Yeah. I, because he said I I like I I was having to do something for family but now they're gone or something. So I didn't yeah. know if that was the wife yeah. or because of the uncle. Cuz in either case they're both dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and again, we never learn a reason why the lady, the fruit person kills. There's no reason, right? It's not like he's a bad person. Well, he, yeah, it's just random, right? He is a bad person, but she doesn't know that. It's not like he told her that he killed his whatever. Like, again, I'm still watching the movie, the, the, the dark haired lady, the, the, the whatever lady, she just walks in and says, hand me my laptop. Like, can you not yeah, say please? That's the line where I wrote. I was taking some notes and I said, uh, a screenwriter is a bitch. And I just, that's where I left it. Right. But again, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the Russian culture. And right, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to make assumptions, but is that typical behavior and language and speech? Because from what I know from the, like I said, my former student was that, you know, you, you, you don't show emotion and there's not a lot of, right. I mean, you're, it's very blank unless it's an extreme emotion. Right. There's another thing that I thought interesting and it's said multiple times in the movie is being, being aware of things that aren't socially acceptable. I heard that phrase was used a lot, socially acceptable or ethical. Yeah. Um, now they're making fun of her for being a screenwriter for a video game for like the fourth time. Um, Leave her alone. Yeah, and now she's like defending herself, and then the train conductor lays like, "I'm just, I don't care, like, I just don't care, right?" So, <laughs> um, but I also found it interesting that, and I guess obviously, you know, every language has to have their own slang, right? Right. But that they put the slang in the English version, so it made it sound like they were all from the south, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, Ghana. There was an ain't in there. there was I saw an ain't. ain't. I really did. I'm like, really? What? Is this South yeah. Russia? I mean, like, <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. So, anyway, um, I did write in one of my last notes, the therapist is the worst person I've seen in a movie in a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, she's the worst. Um, I'm actually, I, when the movie was over, and... You know my rule about if it keeps my attention, it's a good movie. This movie did not keep my attention until the end. Um, and I don't know, it was something about the last scene, the last couple scenes, right. that I just couldn't stop watching. And maybe it was because of her, and I thought, man, she really is the one that I hope that they kill. You know, And then I realized, of course, he had killed already, her. Had already had yeah. but. <laughs> the, the big bad in the movie right? yeah yeah uh yeah i'm actually with you again the, the rule applies because I, I i fell asleep so obviously it didn't hold my attention but in fairness i did work or not i didn't work but i was awake yesterday for like 19 hours so i was exhausted but um and you're right i was i was kind of enthralled with once we realize that she's a therapist, because we don't know that until like the last 10 minutes of the movie is that she is a therapist and she's his therapist. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and she, uh, you know, she, she kind of, re- I think she realized somehow in their sessions is when she learns that he's rich. And that's when she's like, Hey, we can be more than friends. I'm she's like, I'm daddy. super progressive. She keeps using that phrase. I'm very like, like he, like right now I have it. I have it. The, the, the movie pulled to a part where I, it's kind of where I made my note about her being a horrible person is that, you know, he says, I'm afraid she said, I'm glad you met me. And he said, I was afraid you would refuse to meet me because he originally he said the only reason why he wanted to meet her was to ask her questions about the case. And he says, I was afraid you would refuse to meet me because of privacy issues and ethical rules. And she's like, eh, rules, rules. That's an outdated way of looking at things I'm not interested in. I'm way too progressive for that. Um, what do you want to know? And... 
this is gonna sound super political, but that sounds <laughs> like something Trump would say. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> it does. We, we you had to throw it in there on I the did. on the Russian whole. I know. Week. I know. I didn't mean to. Well, I kind of meant to. But like, I have been doing my best not to say anything. But like, that just sounds like, hey, Trump. You know, you, you President, Mr. President, you can't, you can't say that. I'm too progressive for your rules and whatever. I'm gonna say what I want. You know, I just. <laughs> I can actually kind of understand that. If 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 you leave the show because of that comment, I'm no fine. Um, so anyway, so he's talking to her. I want to skip forward because, but like basically, like not only does she tell him about her, but she tells him like super personal stuff. Like, I'm trying my new authentic progressive technique on here, and I'm pretty sure it worked. She wouldn't kill herself. Like, like I don't understand. Like what, that was at the point. Is that your new progressive? Is uh, <laughs> she's probably hiding somewhere for attention. Everything's a show for her. Leave her alone, and she gonna return in a few days for sure. I bet you she just got gets bored without torturing her own husband and me. So and me, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, she is the most self-absorbed person I've seen in a movie in a long time, in a long time. And we've seen a lot of movies. Yes, we have. And recently, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I have way more compassion for the villain in the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie than I do for this woman. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, you know, that, that villain is relatable. This person's uh-huh. just awful, you know? Um, <laughs> so, anyway, and I'm going to change subject real quick. My wife and I got to watch Jumanji, the new one. Did I mention, oh, yeah? Did I mention that last week? I don't think I did. Um, it's great. It's so good. It's so, yeah, it is. Oh my really? god. Oh, dude, it's so good. Like, because you're a gamer, like you will appreciate it way more than if you weren't. You know what really? I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's great. Like, they talk. You know, they when they get sucked into the game, this person comes. I was like, "Welcome to Jumanji," and they start asking him questions, and he just keeps repeating, "Welcome to Jumanji," and then the lead guy is like, "Wait a minute." He's an NPC. A what? He's a non-playable character. He's just here to deliver information. So then they kind of then so he he becomes leader because he's like this is what I do. I play video games. This is a video game. And so he realizes all the the little video game things that they have to do and side quests and there's literally music whenever they reach the next level and and <laughs> it's the movie was really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. And the Rock is really funny, and they even make fun of the fact that Karen Gilliam's not wearing a lot of clothes. She's like, "Where's the rest of my clothes? Like, who goes to the jungle dressed like this?" Right? Because that's how <laughs> they're making fun of video games. Because like, why would Laura Croft, a Tomb Raider, be climbing in the caves where dangerous things are in a tank top and booty shorts? You know, like it's not realistic. Um, and <laughs> Kevin Hart is so funny. He yes, is he so funny in that movie. Where's the other two feet of my body? <laughs> you need to go in the water to get that. I got the backpack. You know, everybody knows you don't get wet with a backpack. I mean, it's just really funny. So I, Sam, you need to red box it. Seriously, like you and because Kimberly, I think would like it enough because it's silly yeah. and funny. Oh, my wife loves it. Yeah, and you're and, absolutely, and you would love it because of all the video game references. And there's. I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a... Don't huge, spoil it. No, no. There's just a don't callback to the first movie. Um, 
that I want to see if it bothers you the way it bothered me. Oh, really? And Andrew's seen it, and I don't know if he knows what I'm talking about, but... Um, mm, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, get, I can't really... I know what you're... I think I know. Something to do with Robin Williams? Well, it's not just that something to do with Robin Williams, because obviously it's a callback to him. So... Yeah. I guess... Okay, I'm just going to say it. Here's, here's, my, here's my question to you, Sam. Because you're a video gamer, right? Yes. And you played World of Warcraft. So yes. we have to... We're assuming... We're making an assumption... That the, the movie is making an assumption that Jumanji is like World of Warcraft. In that... Okay. Whether you're signed in or not, the game is still playing. Okay. Right? Right. So Robin Williams' character... When he goes into Jumanji, he he's there for thirty years, and then the the movie is the result of him coming out of the game. And then yeah. when they complete the game, he goes back in time like it never happened, though he has the memories of it. Um, but it, he goes back in time. So, mm -hmm. wouldn't his interaction of those thirty years in Jumanji have been undone, or because Jumanji is like World of Warcraft, it's still there? And that's a question you need to ask yourself, because that's the question I asked, and I'll let you kind of figure out what happens from there. But interesting. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Right, and like it's such a mind, it's a, it's such a minor thing, and it, it doesn't bother me. It didn't really bother me. It just made me think about it. But it it didn't take away from the fact that the movie was genuinely really good. Yeah. Um. So, I I again at your next opportunity. Go rent it. You'll absolutely. Sarah and I were just rolling. We were just laughing so hard. So, speaking of laughing, this movie had none of that stuff. So, um, no, in Russia we do not laugh. Yeah, I know. I've already kind of played a couple of clips. There's a couple of scenes I want to kind of highlight. Again, I didn't actually pull clips for this movie. Um, I didn't know if me playing them and then doing a voiceover would would be funny or not. <laughs> It worked well last time. It kind of worked. It worked well last time. Well, no, I wasn't ever going to do an accent. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't know how it was going to play, but but there's again, there's no humor in this movie. Um, so like, uh, what am I doing? I need to send you this audio. No, wait, you're you're getting audio when I play this, right? Yeah. Pleased yeah. to meet you. This is the cousin, right? This is the cousin. So he's like, pleased to meet you. I've heard so much about you, I've forgotten. What's your name again? Isoldov Ivanov. I'm pretty sure he was going to bring up some homely chick, but you're a perfect seven. Got a cute dress and all. Uncle Victor would have liked you. I've heard so much about him. My condolences. Thank you. I know it's such a loss for the two of us, especially for little Ruslan. I can't even imagine. I can imagine way more than you can imagine. Sorry, too fast. I'm so happy that you finally managed time to find this meeting. I barely made it. I had so much to do today. I didn't even have enough time to eat. I'm hungry too. I discovered Anyway, so basically she, and then she's condescending for the next four or five minutes. <laughs> um, 
And then this last clip I wanted to play. Oh, crap. What just happened? <laughs> Sorry. The monitor that I have my computer, my laptop going through just turned off. Oh, dear. Right. I mean, I, I still have my, 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 my laptop, but that was weird. It just said, no, nope. even though you're, sen- you're, sending, me, you're yeah. sending me signal, I'm going to go static and then off. Okay, we're good. That was weird. Um, uh, this clip I labeled, or this section I labeled as self-absorbed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's he's having like a dinner with her, and he's like, "Why didn't you come with me to the funeral?" And she's like, "I couldn't even make myself go express condolences. It's so hard for me." No, not, not the funeral of the uncle, the funeral of the woman, the, her client lady, who, who she told to go kill herself. Oh, that's right. Um, let's go there together. Isn't that, that too late? I can't stand talking to grieving people. They are so self-absorbed. But how long can a person mourn? It's just our last meeting was that pleasant. Don't be a fool. He's just as sad as a sad person, and I'm still in such need of your support. <laughs> I mean, she, more grieving people are so self, self. Like, what are you talking about? Of course they are. They're sad that their family died. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Good gracious. All right, anyway. Uh, actually, there is one more that, I, that made me laugh. This actually made me laugh out loud. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, I, I do like Vimeo here. It's actually pretty quick. I need your help. I recently learned about the new experiment. This is, so he's talking to Uncle over, over Skype. And, uh, and it's expensive, and I need money. I'd love to help you, but I'm broke. Do I have a MacBook Pro? Talking about selling the house. It's the risk I could take. Uh, I realize the treatment's probably going to be useless, but... But it's damn terrifying to die. Oh, crap, I just skipped ahead. Oops. I'll prepare the papers. I'm too sick to do anything, but I trust you completely. I know this this is great for the podcast, me just reading stuff. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's what it would have been anyway if I had captured the audio, because I still have to read it. Um, he's saying, come to my city. I'll do everything I can. I hope to live long enough to dance at your wedding. I should probably find a fiancé first. You will find her, I'm sure. Such a decent young man as you are. Uh, for the first time in my life. So now we're, we're to the, um, the, one, of the, one of the voiceovers. He says, for the first time in my life, fate has brought me such a gorgeous dame as Isolde who's also not a tough broad. Who's also not a tough broad? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes me think that there's a little bit of, maybe Andrew's right, maybe there's a little bit of loss in translation. 
Like, is she not a tough broad or is she a tough broad? Like, like that doesn't seem like something like you would say together, you know, like Andrew's a nice guy and a douche, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> like usually you would put a butt in there, right? Fate has brought me such a gorgeous dame as Isolde, who's also not a tough broad. Like you should say, but isn't a tough broad. Like, that's, that's kind of the confusing part. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of dialogue that was just confusing because of the translation. To me, anyway. Like, and maybe not sentence structure so much, but just use of use of words that we wouldn't use or we would say it a different way. Right. Yeah. But, like, and it's funny. It's like I think that when, when she was writing this, Diana was writing this, I think she kind of would forget that she's doing a noir and then, like, would re-remember. So, like, like dialogue like this, right? He When he uses the word dame, right? Like, oh, we're using 1930s American lingo, right? Yeah. Because that's an American term. And then the next line is, I was broke like a highway after a storm. Whether I don't know if that means he's broke as in he has no money, or he's broken as in his soul is broken, which I think is probably more what he is. Where no, it, I mean it is the money thing because the next line is, "Where could I find the cabbage for our next meeting?" And I assume cabbage is, is like money, money? right? Because he wants to meet her again, but he doesn't have enough money to pay for the, the the therapy lesson. I think is was the, was the point. But again, it was. He, I, I could know I could call Uncle Victor. He's become way more generous since he's got sick. I'll call him. So anyway. Anyway, so I don't know <laughs> if again if you've listened to the show, this episode. I hope I'm still recording. Crap, where did it go? Where did GarageBand? Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, we're still recording. If you're if you've survived the hour and ten minutes or so. And me reading clips and stuff to you and think, this sounds interesting. I actually recommend you watch it if you want to listen to this podcast and it makes sense for the for the show. And it might actually help you to listen to the show first and then watch the movie. Because maybe <laughs> some things will make more sense to you than it did to us. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. And again, if, if Diana is listening to the show, I don't I don't know. If please she... email us. Yeah, I'd love for you to email us. And, and please forgive us for not glowingly loving the movie um there's just maybe some things we just like you said before lost in translation yeah and there's some again there's some things to like i mean like the shot that i have the the, the the it's paused on is they're looking at him through a grate so like you got some obstruction which is kind of cool because it's like uh not it's like a metaphorical you know that he's about to go do something kind of immoral so we don't really get to see him. I mean, there's there's a lot of that kind of stuff happening in the some great black and white shots. I will tell really, you that there really there's are some very pretty pretty shots. But now that yeah. I'm looking at this shot, Andrew, there's actually snow in this shot. So is there? Yeah, this particular one. There's a, yeah, there's a few shots with snow in it. Again, other than the train, I know there was train, but like yeah. there's snow here. But he's even dressed like 1930s. He's wearing yeah. a fedora yeah. and a scarf and a pea coat. You know, right. like, but then they say lines like, I can't use my phone or the internet here. Yeah, I, mean, I really, I think that that was just, uh, well, I, it's probably more, you know, I said it was, it may be set in an earlier time with 
today's technology, but I really think that it's set today and they're just dressing and a lot of the, the film is... I, I, the train made me think that it was set in the 19-whatevers. Right. But I really think that the train, had it been in color, wouldn't have had that same... Um, feel to it maybe yes i think because yeah. it was in black and white it made it look older yeah um but it's still a standard uh, though. well <laughs> we've been to europe too it's uh yeah you know the trains are a way of life it's yeah the way it is they're pain in the ass but yeah yes <laughs> um <laughs> i've ridden on an overnight train and it's the worst thing in the world right yeah it's not not a whole lot of fun um what was what? with the what was with the strawberry notebook? What was the, the that, what? that the, was the clue, wasn't it? It was some sort of weird clue. Like she, the therapist, evil therapist, told him about the thing to help her help him find her, but he kept studying it because on the train he was reading it, but wasn't weren't wasn't the timeline on the train that we we knew she had died and had killed herself? Yeah. So, was it him reading it as a way of kind of justifying him murdering his wife? I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, because like, I, I kind of missed the details of the strawberry notebook. Right. I just even one, to the point of how exactly he found it. Well, she, like why she, she gave it to him like that. That was obvious yeah. to me. She she literally walked into their place, had a key somehow, opened up the the desk thing and then handed it to him. Like we saw that yeah. on film, but, okay. but why would she give it to him if she knew? Cause she said she wrote everything down in that diary. So she would have had to have known that she, she therapist lady would have known that she victim wrote about her and how awful she is and how, what basically she told her to go kill herself. And well, maybe that's how he justified killing her. I think, I think did. you're right. But, but but the movie it's is it it's not it's not called a Chekhov's gun. What is it called? I mean, it's more than a red herring. But like it's a, I don't know. It's a it's a trope that I can't think of. But basically, like the the because the bad guy is called a fruitier, and he has a notebook with a strawberry on it. We're supposed to assume that the notebook is like his exploits, you know, or it was his way of killing people or whatever. I don't know. That's kind of what I was led to believe for the so. I'm with so you. So I mean, like, the movie did a pretty good job of leading us into one direction, and then yeah, pulling the you know doing a ninety, but I don't know. I, I don't think the payoff was quite there. But I still I still want a reason. Why is, why is she killing people and like only once a month and. Like why did they like why haven't you put security cameras up here? Oh, well, there's so there's a reason why my wife wants to kill me once a month. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for that, Sam. I'm not gonna touch that one. I, I'm assuming she's not in the room. No. Okay, good. <laughs> um, otherwise, she would have probably thrown a shoe at you or something. Yeah, would have been. I would have been. Honestly, he throws a shoe. <laughs> really hot. Um, all right. So anything else we want to add before we kind of move on to kind of wrap this puppy up? Eh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't write tropes just because the movie's a trope and the movie even kind of says it is. Yep. Um, 
I mean, it even talks about some of the other tropes in the movie. So obviously it's noir, it's, it's whatever. So all those, all those tropes. And there's no trivia because there is none. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's fine. Well, you know, the strange thing, this was funded by the uh, Trump uh, Foundation. Stop it. There it is. Uh, see, now you can send your, your hate mail to Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm looking on the Russian version of the of IMDb, and I'm seeing if there is any kind of... There's no trivia on there. Yeah. No. Um, Been there, done that. But it's got a pretty high rating. Yeah, and a lot of the reviewers, I read I read probably five or six reviews, um, the ones in English anyway. Right. And several of them, I mean, there was one that kind of bashed it, but there was a couple that gave it pretty good reviews and, and said it was one of the best film noirs they'd ever seen. Interesting. Hmm. Um. Reviews and reviews of the audience. What? Okay. Add a review. This you audience must, sucked. You must enter the site. This is interesting. Again, it's all in Russia. Russian. But I can sign in through Facebook. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, there's a bunch of other symbols I didn't recognize. Um, anyway, so we're going to skip a lot of that and go straight to... Um, da, 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 da. yeah, hasn't been that in a long time, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on to this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Ah. <laughs> Seriously, it's been like a hundred episodes since we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm old. Maybe not a hundred, but maybe like 50. I'm, I'm st stuck in my old... Habits. So we decided to do movies that are black and white, that are predominantly black and white, as yes. our top three. Um, because I, I don't really, I've actually, I've not seen actually a pretty good film noir, um, but I, I thought... My, my comparisons for film noir go to Chinatown. Okay. That's the one film okay. noir that I actually, when I took my film class in college, that was what she had us watch. Chinatown? Yeah, I have like Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis is one. Um, uh, Sin City, um, and there's other. Oh ones. yeah, Sin City. Yeah, I'll put that one. So certainly. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, your top three, sir, for your. Well, we actually did black and white movies on episode one sixty three. But I don't remember what I said. Oh, we did. Are we serious? Yeah, but and that, but that's when we did the Giver. Um, uh, oh yeah! Look at that—we did. Damn it! Oh <laughs> man! Okay. And that's, that's even a... written here. Um, oh, have we I mean, done... I figure in 213 episodes, you're gonna, you know, eventually you're gonna recycle something. Yeah, but that's not uh, even that long ago. <laughs> no. It... <laughs> I mean, do we want a quick flip to film noir because we've not done film noir. At least I, I only think. know a one other I, or two I, other. Now that you said Sin City, I don't really know of any. <laughs> So I'm okay with the black and white, and I don't remember what I said the first All right, time. So black and white times part two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I mentioned Young Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, sure Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, last time, so that is my number three. Yeah, um, it's on my my book of shame. 
Book of Shame. Oh, that's right. You've never seen I think you that. actually said that last time. Yeah, I remember you yeah. saying that, and I remember saying I'm going to freaking add it to uh, the list. <laughs> I'm if so it, sorry if you hear my house <laughs> falling apart while I'm living. Is that, is that what's happening? <laughs> um, number two is A Wonderful Life. And number one oh. is a movie with Jack Lemmon called The Apartment. Okay. Oh, okay. It's an older movie, 1960s. And I think you mentioned film class in college. <gasps> I didn't take film class, but my wife did, and she dragged me to all the, as we were dating, uh, <laughs> dragged me to all of the films. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's one that we watched. Um, yeah, that's usually. And, and it was a good movie. Okay. And I'm a big Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Odd Couple film uh, fan, so. Right on. Okay. Isn't Jack Nicholas in that movie? That, the golfer? Probably not. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Chinatown, right? I don't know. I thought so. Uh, anyway. Anyway. What air? What air? Whatever. Um, on to you, Sam. Yeah. What? It's your turn. It's my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I've got my, I don't know if this will count. Um, but my number three was Pleasant Bill. Yeah, that counts. That's why I awesome. said majority. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, my number two is Doctor Strangelove. Okay. And my number one is obviously a very, uh, 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 it's a big movie, Schindler's List. I, I, it's hard to describe that one. Anything yeah, yeah. other than it's hard to watch. But it's it's pretty. Uh, you, pr- you should watch it. Yeah, it's it's, it's must watch, but you need to. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to do the noir because I've seen enough. <laughs> oh, I, really? Because okay. I feel bad about my three were, we've already said, Young Frankenstein, Schindler's List, and Pleasantville. Um, but noir probably, oh, excuse me, um, probably number Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to get there. Number three would probably be. Hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking, thinking. Because I know I've seen, I've actually seen a pretty good amount. I've, I actually haven't seen Chinatown. I want to see. Really? Yeah, I want to see that. There's a lot of movies I've, I haven't seen. Probably, um, you know, Pulp Fiction. Might is considered uh, film noir. Yeah, a different. Yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit. Um, I mean, maybe I guess Sin City actually would probably be on there. Not Sin City Two. I did not like that, but Sin City no. One. Sin City Two was basically let's get Eva Green naked. Yeah, kind of. Which is pretty. Which easy. I'm not opposed to. Yeah, yeah but it's kind of easy to do. You know, like just she's naked on every film I've ever seen, except the James Bond movie. Like seriously. Uh, my number one would actually probably be Blade Runner. Yes. Okay. But you still haven't freaking seen Sam. Yes. And you st- and you still have my DVD, right? Yes. <laughs> my Blu-ray. Okay. <laughs> one of these days, my dad's I'm like, "Hey, where's my copy of Blaze or uh, Blade Runner?" I'm like, well, like, "Oh, wait a second, I gotta make a run to Hickory." Yeah. That's your excuse to get me to come to visit you in Hickory. Um. All right, cool. That was fun. So out of ten, we're gonna we're gonna do we want to rank it? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I hey, think we. Oh, 
this is where we get it out of 10. Um, all right, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good aspects of this movie. There are some... Uh, cinematography is uh, done pretty well for the most part. Um, there are some things that bothered me as far as the... Um, you know, just the translation of the dialect, I think might have just been off and that may be what made it a little bit more difficult for me to understand. Um, and then a little bit of the acting. And again, is it a cultural thing or is it just bad acting? Right. I don't know. Um, so for me, it's not something that I'm going to watch again, but I don't think that it was done poorly. And I think for its budget, it was done well. Uh, but as a general score, I'm going to have to give it um, probably a 3.5. All right. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yes. I'm laughing because I thought 3.5. Well, that's, that's kind of low. But then I thought, but maybe if the top of the scale is a perfect seven, then that's actually pretty good. Three point five out of seven. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam. Um, I'm kind of there with Andrew. You know, with the limited resources, um, I the visuals are 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 stunning. If you're watching this thing on mute without the subtitles and just take a shot here and there. It's, it's really pretty to see the majority of them. There's, there's some shots that, that aren't that great, but um, I think, I do think the main guy, um, the, the private eye actually was a fairly decent actor and, um, but everybody else wasn't. And, um, you know, talking with you guys, we, I actually, I guess I enjoy it more talking with you guys than I did watching it myself because some answers, and that, uh, some questions were finally answered and some things were finally. And that's honestly about open. a fourth of the movies we watch for this podcast, right? Yeah. Where we're like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would rather have watched it either with you or because of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I think, um, you know, certainly festival circuit, uh, I, I wish it the best of luck. Um, but in terms of ranking it against movies with big budgets, with with uh, seasoned actors and actresses, I, I, I can't quite give it uh, probably more than a, a 3.85 uh, out of 10. Okay. Um, it, uh, it's a great start. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the same thing you guys are doing. I'm trying to weigh in. It's not a, it's not a balanced scale, right? Like... Yeah, it's hard. To, you can't like, put this up against Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, no, but I mean, like, you can't. <laughs> I mean, even even equally budgeted films, right? Even equally low budgeted films, and we've watched some pretty low budget films that that are still really good because of the actors, right? Like, Pulp Fiction right. is a super low budget film for all intents and purposes. She still didn't have like the. Ten million dollars that that movie cost, but like, like again, like other other super low budget movies are like Juno, and um, obviously the one that that was the cheapest that made the most money is Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Um. But so so, I, but again, you're also taking anyway. So 
taking. I'm, tr- I'm trying to say this as kind of nicely and politically as correct as I can. Is that like those were all American movies that we're used to seeing and we're used to yeah. that style of things. So, so again, I appreciate that she sent us this email, even if it was again she just Googled movie review podcast and 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 spammed it to and a, found us. Yeah, and, and but even if she spent it spin it to a hundred different podcasts, she still sent it to us. Uh, I wish you would re- respond um, to to me, but w- whatever. Um, not just because I want to get an email. <laughs> um, People, well, send you know, him an email. 50% that you want to get an email. But, yeah. no but, but, but so like, here's, here's what I'm doing. Like, and, and I don't normally do this, but I'm doing it intentionally this time. I'm looking at some of the other movies that are ranked kind of at our bottom. Right again without yeah. without the master list anymore, it's hard to kind of do. But like, I would rather watch this again than Bird Demic, one hundred percent, or <laughs> or Kill Command, right? Low budget movie, but was terrible. Um, Knights of Bad Astem, we gave super low reviews. I think this is a better film than that, even though that one was more fun. Um. <laughs> Sin City, a Dame to Kill for. We freaking hated that movie, and they gave that a three point eight. So my point is, is that there's a lot of movies that we've done recently in the last calendar year that are way bigger budget, way better actors, and I hated more than this. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna skew the numbers up to a five. I'm gonna give it a five, just to bump it up a little bit. Actually, I'm gonna give it well. No, that's, that's a good spot. That's right underneath Gamer that we did last week. Okay. And I think that's kind of fair. Because Gamer I had way more fun with. Because even though that movie sucks, Terry, C- Terry Crews is kind of funny. You know? <laughs> uh, with his bitch. You know, things like that. So, anyway. That's that. That's the movie. And again, uh, I don't know if you listened or not, Diana, but thank you so much for sending Thank that. you, that thank was, you, thank you. That Absolutely. was really cool. And if you have a movie that you've done and you want us to review, feel free to send it in. Or you might not want us to because you might think we're mean. That's fair, that's fair too. Um, <laughs> next week, before I forget and I hit the music, uh, we are watching Evolution. Now, the last time I checked, it was streaming. Um, I think it still is streaming. I'm double checking right now as I type it in. That's got your Sean William Scott and your uh, the guy from uh, X Files and uh, uh, yeah, it's on it's on uh, Prime. David yeah. Duchovny. Yeah, David Duchovny's in this. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I almost said David Schwimmer. I almost pulled a say. David Duchovny, uh, <laughs> Julianne Moore, Orlando John Jones, Sean William Scott, Ted Levine, Dan Aykroyd, um, oh. Ivan Reitman. Even even Ivan Reitman. He directed this. Um, he did Paywatch and the new Ghostbusters. Uh, anyway, so the, my point is, is that that's, that's the point. That's what I'm saying. We're doing uh, Evolution. I watched it. Ten years ago, actually, that movie came out in two thousand one. So I, I watched it like several times when it came out back in college, and thought it was really funny. So I guess we're gonna see if it holds up. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> penguin over here. Um, we'll see if it holds up. Uh, the only part I rem- I remember two parts of the entire movie. Dan Aykroyd is like a weird senator, and 
he comes in and the the guy who was uh, he puts the lotion on its skin or he gets the hose again. That Buffalo guy, Bill. Buffalo Bill is um, he's an army general in this movie. And uh, there's a scene where uh, Sean William Scott is trying to get the attention of like uh, the alien. And he keeps saying, he keeps going, caca, caca, tookie, tookie, caca. And Orlando <laughs> Jones says, I think we've established caca, caca, and tookie, tookie don't work. Anyway, <laughs> it's like the only parts that I remember from the movie. <laughs> so um, look for that for next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can. Dust uh, Yeah. Check our, uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cheap suit reviews. Um, where, what else can you do? Uh, you can check out, oh, I haven't done an anchor app, anchor post in so long. I'll do one on Jumanji. Um, I, I've been so bad at that. I'm moving. Life is weird. Um, we're moving. So actually the next time we do this show. Ooh. Really? I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah. I'm actually trying to think if the next time I will do this show, I'll have internet. Oh it might gosh, not. Dude. It might not be next Wednesday, guys. It might be next Thursday. Um, yeah, literally, we're getting internet the day next Tuesday. So hopefully, we'll. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we we close on this. We close on this. House. Yeah, we close on this house next week, a week from yesterday. Uh, but no one listening cares. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cheap. We Cast. all care, Sean. We all care. Oh, thank you. And of course, you can send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail dot com. Um, Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, that's still a thing. Uh, I learned some interesting stuff about Stitcher recently that makes me want to say, if you listen to us on Stitcher, stop and go find us on iTunes or Google Play. Really? Yeah. yeah, apparently Stitcher likes to... Um, they will just find your RSS feed and upload it whenever they want and sometimes will add commercials, their own commercials, to the to it. So like we, really? don't, we don't get benefits from those commercials at all oh yeah it's kind of annoying so go to itunes or google play um yeah the way we want you to listen to this podcast right so on behalf of sam and andrew and corny uh this is sean saying thank you so much and we'll see you next week bum, bum, bum. <laughs>